Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're going to take a look at the new trillion dollar infrastructure bill that was just enacted in the United States and take a peek at some of the implications for real estate investors. This trillion dollar bill is called the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. It's 2,702 pages long, and it's got all kinds of goodies buried inside it. As is often the case, there are all kinds of unrelated items buried deep in the pages. For example, there's an amendment to the Sport Fish Restoration and Recreation Boat Safety Act. This extends the act beyond October 2021 until 2026, and it allocates funds for that purpose. I won't bore you with all the details, but there's numerous examples of this kind of thing deep in the pages of this legislation. It's no wonder that lawyers can make a healthy living just reading and understanding the convoluted web of documents. There's an emphasis on energy alternatives in the Act. With the goal of reducing carbon emissions, which I think is a lofty and meaningful goal, there's plenty in the Act focused on alternative energy and the infrastructure associated with it. I was surprised to see a sizable provision on nuclear energy. The bill says, and I'm going to quote from it directly, not later than 180 days after the date of enactment of this Act, the Secretary shall submit to the Committee on Energy and Natural Resources of the Senate and the Committees on Energy and Commerce and Science, Space and Technology in the House of Representatives a report that describes how the Department could enhance energy resilience and reduce carbon emissions with the use of micro-reactors and small modular reactors. Now, micro-reactors are defined as those not exceeding 50 megawatts of generating capacity and small modular reactors are defined as not exceeding 300 megawatts of power generating capacity. It is possible we may see a proliferation of nuclear energy around the country. Nuclear has, of course, been shown to be safe, except when it's not. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to adopt more nuclear energy, just that they're going to take a deeper look at it. There's an entire section dedicated to supply chains for clean energy technologies. There's a section dedicated to installing cement barriers to protect pedestrians from injury due to vehicles and acts of terrorism. Even when you strip away all the various pet projects, there's a ton of money being allocated to roads, bridges, airports, and seaports. The biggest demand for materials in infrastructure projects is concrete, and the U.S. will start consuming concrete and steel in quantities that we've not seen in a long, long time. This means there's going to be competition between the demand for concrete in residential and commercial construction and the demand for concrete in infrastructure projects. Does the nation have enough cement manufacturing capacity to respond to the increased demand. I believe there's going to be labor and equipment shortages for the infrastructure projects and quickly will become the bottleneck. Not only that, there'll be competition for those resources with the regular domestic construction industry. We've gone through a period where we thought construction prices were high. Everyone in the building industry has experienced sticker shock at the price of materials in the past year. This new infrastructure bill is going to make construction prices in 2021 look cheap by comparison. This means the entire supply chain for concrete is going to be impacted. We're talking about sand, crushed rock, aggregates, trucks, cement plants, cement mixers, and pumping trucks. Everything associated with concrete is going to be in high demand for at least the next four years. Today, 50% of the world's steel comes from China. And will the infrastructure bill cause a resurgence in the domestic steel industry? We've seen iron ore prices fall in the past few months. Steel prices have also fallen. I expect this situation to continue until later this year. It will take time before the logistics of the infrastructure bill are worked out and the contracts get awarded. The bill requires that all steel used in infrastructure projects must be manufactured in the United States, unless the use of that material increases the overall cost of a project by more than 
It's interesting, actually, that the legislation actually tells steel manufacturers how much of a premium they can charge for their domestic steel compared with a foreign competition. There's a window of about 6 to 12 months, in my opinion, for developers to get some relative bargains for both steel and concrete, after which I think we're going to see a significant spike in prices as demand outstrips supply. So if you're an entrepreneur, you might consider buying a company that manufactures concrete. It's a commodity that will be in short supply. We're going to see elevated lead times on top of the already elongated lead times we're experiencing right now. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.